In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Tokenet Radio, Toki Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. you have a passion in life, and have you identified other individuals or organizations who could join you for a more powerful impact? Welcome to GirlfriendIt, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. We're Lisa and Patty, and today we are discussing the topic, collaborating for a cause. Which means, Patty, basically, that means together we are better. Lisa, we are all about collaborating and partnering with others who share our heartbeat. And I know one of our heartbeats is the topic of sex trafficking, specifically helping to eradicate child sex slavery. Well, and our first guest today, we, we always enjoy talking with, with Pat McCullough because he has been a significant partner in our life who has really seen the difference that collaboration has made when, when people come together and, and really complete each other instead of competing. So we want to welcome Pat McCullough, who is the president of Streetlight Phoenix, to our show today. Hey, Pat. Hello. Good to be with you again. Thank you. <laughs> well, you've got to be tired because you've had a really busy week, and it's been really a milestone in uh, the life of Streetlight and something that you guys have been anticipating for a couple of years. So you want to just kind of share what you guys have been up to? Yes, uh, we're, we are very excited. Uh, you know, our, our three-tier strategy at Streetlight in eradicating child sex slavery is awareness, prevention, and aftercare. And so, you know, as you know, uh, we've seen just incredible things happening the last few years regarding our awareness prevention part of that um, and stopping the supply and demand of this heinous crime. But uh, we've spent the last year and a half working really hard in getting our aftercare facility, a place that will provide safe housing and promote healing in the lives of these survivors. We've spent a lot of time getting that up and running and getting our licensing in place. And so Monday of this week, we officially launched that part of our vision. So we're very excited about that. And that is so exciting. I mean, that's been like a dream that really has come into reality. Well, and that makes Streetlight so unique is that it's not just a facility. You have truly, through branded and collaborating with Streetlight, you have made the awareness to where the communities are involved, churches are involved, colleges are involved. I mean, you have the whole city, (laughs) well, the whole involved here. So tell us a little bit more about how you were able to collaborate and get so, and really rally so many different organizations and people together for the same cause. Yeah. Well, I love what you're what you're talking about today, this idea of collaborating for a cause and it was part of a vision that launched Streetlight. One of my favorite African proverbs states if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. 
And uh, we all know how true that is. Sometimes the quickest, easiest way to get something up and running is just do it yourself. Just get yeah. it going. And I, and I think that's what we generally see. It's one of the reasons it's taken us a long time is because we wanted to work with in the system. Um, you know, another key question that we've asked isn't so much do you believe what I believe, but do you care what I care about? Mm-hmm. So I get the exciting opportunity to sit in coffee shops all the time with people that don't necessarily believe exactly what I believe, but they care about the fact that 14, 15-year-old girls are being raped for profit. So, so we wanted to do this together. We believe that we can go, like the African proverb says, we could go a lot farther if we did it together. But as you know, uh, relationships are messy, and so sometimes that just takes more time and more energy. Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that amazing? Relationships are messy, and so many times, because they do get so messy, um, we have a tendency to want to run away from those relationships rather than go through the conflict and understand mm-hmm. that attention is good. That tension really does chisel us down and makes us better if we choose, rather than, you know, being bitter, to be able to, like you said, go faster. Yes. Oh, absolutely. In fact, we talk about that on our on our streetlight team. If there isn't some conflict, healthy conflict or healthy tension, it's probably a sign of uh, of really an unhealthy team or unhealthy relationships. So, yeah, we don't run away from it. We we sometimes run toward it. Well, and you know what? That's really where things when you when you kind of you work it out and you really you know you have those difficult conversations and you it refines you because it makes you yeah. really deal with the issue. Sometimes when we avoid the conflict and we want to be that peaceful, easy feeling, that we never get to the issues and we don't really make any progress. Yeah, exactly. Huh? And, and then when uh, we start talking. Yes, and then, and then when we start talking about an enormous issue like child sex slavery. Um, we, we, I think we just have to work through that conflict and work through those tensions because no one organization or one church or one uh, government agency is going to be able to eradicate a, a, a systemic injustice like that. It's going to take all of us coming together and working together. So it's, it's essential, I think, that we figure out how to fight through some of that tension and conflict. Well, and I, and I, I love the fact that you, when you say we're all working together and, and the tension that's there, because I know Lisa and I, we're strong advocates for Streetlight, and we, you know, go around and speak for the cause and in rallying others to understand and make them aware. And so many times people will get so angry that this is going on that they, they want to hit the street and they want yeah. to go just yank these girls and um, take it upon themselves rather than working through the system. And that, that can really mess some things up as well when people want yeah. to go in there alone and make some changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, just yesterday I had someone share, and, and it was great. Uh, I, I appreciated their heart, but they, just, they were driving through uh, uh, Greater Phoenix, and they bought a care package, and they found the, the first woman they found on the street who was prostituting herself, and they gave her the package, and, you know, she started looking up and down the street a little nervous. And then she asked if they had any money, and they gave her a bunch of money. And I love the heart, but the problem is when we don't work within the system and partner with organizations that know uh, what's going on, that the reality is that woman may have gotten beat up because yes. of that um, and probably had to hand all of that money to her pimp. And so you just gave money to a pimp, and you just gave her something that may get her hurt. And that's the great thing about partnering and working together is we learn those things. Mm-hmm. Well, we learned that when we just returned from um, Africa, the same thing where you you had such a heart because you would go in there and you would think, you know, $20 for this 
you know, these two kids who don't have parents anymore because their parents died of AIDS and this $20 would really help them just, they're trying to save money to go to school. And we were told, you know, $1 can get these kids beat up. They see that you guys are white, you're going into their hut. And now, you know, they want to know who gave you money, what's going to, so it's like, like you said, it's, it can be a volatile situation where you think you're doing something good. And we're clueless because we, we, it's like a feel good. We do this and we, it makes us feel good. And then we, you know, then we walk away and we don't realize the ripple and damaging effects that we have just caused. Exactly, exactly. And that's where I think it's so important when we can get all these different sectors of society working together. And so, as you know, uh, Streetlight, working with uh, government agencies and marketplace leaders and faith-based communities and educational institutions, and when you bring them together and we get around the table together, in, in a sense, you begin to learn best practices from each other, and I think you can eliminate a lot of the mistakes that would typically be made. So tell us a little bit about what happened Sunday night. This is an exciting time, and for everybody that has put in all their efforts and hard work to see what this last, you know, several years has finally paid off, um, tell us a little bit about, from your perspective, what happened. Well, it was uh, it was amazing to see, and I left just incredibly encouraged. And as you know, it was really a dedication, and... Um, uh, a thank you. And as you heard me share, we didn't specifically thank individuals, which is what often happens at those type of events. But I, but the, but the reason we didn't do that is I was saying every single person there has played a role in some way. They used what was in their hand. And so there were plumbers that used their plumbing skills and electricians that used their elect, electrical skills. There was painters that painted. There were therapists that used their skills in helping us put together a program. I could go on and on. And really what it was, was a bunch of people that refused to believe the lie that if I can't do everything, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And they realized they could do something. And when you get a scores of people doing something, and then that turns into hundreds and then thousands and then tens of thousands, that something can become everything. And that's what we've seen. And that, once again, that's what's so neat about collaborating together, because I know when Lisa and I, we use our skill of being able to be blabbermouth, um, <laughs> which is good, because it was hard for us to yeah. Uh, but so many women, they, this is such an overwhelming, they, it, it's hard for them to even understand that girls, you know, 13 years old are out there on the streets and literally getting raped for profit. And uh-huh. it's, it's almost too much to even think, especially when you have your own daughter that you're looking at going, Wow, how could this be going on? And so it's overwhelming, and at times it's paralyzing. And but yet, when you, just now, when you broke that down, everybody's just using their giftedness and their skills. And I know it's as simplistic as you know, women who like to shop—that might be their giftedness. Uh-huh. That they can go to yeah. Target and they have you know baby shower items that they can um, gift over to Streetlight to help these girls out. So that's what's so neat is that there's a list of things that if you go on to streetlightphoenix.com that you can find out how you can get involved and there's an abolition fund that you can give to because that's really, um, tell us a little bit more about that abolition fund, Pat, because that is really where people can help out. Yeah, and that's what we're saying. We're, we're saying if, if, in fact, according to the Department of Justice, the average age of entry into child prostitution is 13, and yet it was the 13th Amendment that abolished slavery, we're saying, would you give and get? Would you give $13 a month, it's less than 50, to 50 cents a day, 
but would you go get 13 other people? Go, you know, as you say, use the gift of blabbermouth. Use your mouth, use your voice, and go get 13 other people and tell them about this issue. Because 7,000 people giving $13 a day would completely fund uh, this, this rescue project, this project that is going to help restore these young girls' lives, and hopefully, hopefully the awareness prevention side prevent many, many girls from ever becoming victims of this. So we're saying give, get. Give 13, get 13 other people. Imagine if a couple hundred of us in the next week or two decided to do that, the impact we would have in just this next month. That is awesome. And we are out of time, Pat. It always goes so quickly when we have you on the show, but we just so appreciate you and thank you for everything that you're doing. Once again, Pat McCullough, president of Streetlight Phoenix. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. And learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Togginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Togginet.com. Coming live from Seattle, Washington, home of the biggest and best internet companies on the World Wide Web, it's SEO Radio, starring Brandon Knott. Tuesday nights at 10 Central, 8 p.m. Pacific on Togginet.com. SEO Radio. This pioneering internet and social media entrepreneur will share some of his most super efficient opportunities with you, small business owners, and future entrepreneurs to help you build a future like Amazon or Expedia Online. There's never been a marketing strategy that's been so effective at allowing small businesses to compete with the big boys. And Brandon now helps you learn these easy as one, two, three. SEO. For more on Brandon, check out his website, SeattleOrganicSEO.com. SEO Radio. Get set for SEO Radio, starring Brandon Knott. Tuesday nights at 10 Central, 8 p.m. Pacific on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, thanks for joining us today. We are talking about collaborating for a cause. And we just recently just uh, finished talking with Pat McCullough, who is the president of Streetlight Phoenix. 
And they are really um, a voice, a strong voice in our community, even beyond for helping to eradicate child sex slavery. And one of their collaborating partners that has, has, a, has had a huge impact in what they are trying to do is Peggy Bilstein, who is our next guest that we are so honored to have with us, because we have been talking about her behind her back for a couple of years, because Pat is such a huge advocate for Peggy, and we know that she um, really is one of those principals that gets us in there and tackles issues. Peggy is a former uh, Phoenix City Councilwoman and Vice Mayor. Since terming out of office, she has devoted her efforts to advocating for victims of uh, sexual exploitation and trafficking both locally and internationally. And Peggy, you've had a huge voice in legislation for trafficking laws here and also for um, domestic violence issues. We are just so honored to have you on our show, girlfriend. Thank you for coming. No, thank you. And I, uh, gosh, I just, I just love this whole concept. I have to tell you when, um, I did some relief work, uh, tsunami relief work right after the tsunami in Indonesia. And I will never forget, it was the second time I was there. And so many of these women in North Sumatra who have just been silenced. I mean, they couldn't say anything, do anything. Well, they had all, you know, they'd all lost their families and their husbands. And they were looking at me and they just asked me, what is, how do you do this? How do you go on? How do we rebuild a community? And, you know, the only thing I could think to share with them, it's about girlfriends. It's about having somebody to walk alongside you to work together on an issue that you think is so big mm-hmm. that nothing can, you know, that, not, that there's no solution for it. And so I just love the concept of your show and what you're doing. And, and I do believe in miracles. And I do believe when we come together on an issue, I love that. Well, we love that you believe in miracles, and we especially love that you believe in girlfriends because we really do. I mean, it's one of those things that, yes, um, together men and women, um, powerful, but we we always laugh that if Eve can um, turn the world (laughs) down with some forbidden fruit, then we can turn the world right side up together because there's something about uh, collaborating with with girlfriends. Plus, we can get those 15,000 words in a day that men (laughs) keep up with. (laughs) I agree. I love it. God created us in a very special and unique way, and I think relationally, um, we have a gift. I call it a gift. Others may not, but um, we we have this gift of of carrying um, other people right with us. There's a there's a story in the Bible that is just amazing, and and Moses has to raise his hands, and his hands are so tired, he has to raise them the whole day as long as it takes for the water to stay up so that people could go through it. And he was tired, and what happened? One friend came alongside and held up one hand. Another friend came along the other side and held up the other hand, and another friend bent down so he could sit. That's what we that's what we're to do for each other. Absolutely. Why some of us are rusting, you're you're holding each other up and you that bet. support and that accountability, that that really is what it's all about. Well, I know Lisa and I, uh, you know, we've been working for over a decade together and we say that all the time. If I didn't have you, yeah. I would so call it quit. Yeah. And so it, 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 you really do need each other to hold each other's arms up in, in the air. But how long were you in Indonesia? Uh, you know what? I've been there seven times, and oh, wow. um, after the tsunami, the city of Phoenix has a partnership, as we talked about, with collaboration with Food for the Hungry, and um, that miracle upon miracle happened. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no reason we should have been there. There's no reason that, um, uh, you know, that 
we should have this intergovernmental agreement with Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been there now for six years. We have promised to walk alongside them for 10 years mm. and um, never allowed to say the name of Christ. And, and uh, But I cannot tell you how many people have come to know the Lord just by the way we love, just by the people mm. who are on there every single day who are helping them rebuild their lives. Um, it's it's been an amazing thing to be a part of. Well, and we like to say that when you truly are being Jesus with skin on, that people go, "I want what they're having." That's and right. From the seed to go, there's something different about them. That's right. Um, just their heart and what they're doing. So love that you're doing that. And what has been so amazing is, like I said, we have we have heard about you and been talking about you behind your back with Pat, <laughs> um, because you were such a strong advocate in helping to make street light. Um, you know, come to fruition. And, and just you were very instrumental in, in the collaboration of bringing the city government leaders and the faith-based community and individuals together to go, we have a huge issue, problem here in our own community. And I know that as Patty and I have been out speaking and telling people, we say that unofficially Phoenix is like the second uh, worst city in the world for this um, issue and people are they don't believe us at first we even had one guy in the audience go okay as you were saying that I got on my phone and I started googling to see you know what it if that was true and he goes I was amazed at all that popped up about Phoenix and yeah. sex trafficking so it really is an issue but you have been instrumental in using your voice and using your position of influence to go no more and we're going to be a part of the solution and I know Pat always says that you, he was sitting in a meeting with you and you said where are God's people yeah. in this and it's like it's a huge opportunity to let light shine, and light shines brightest when it's the darkest. And this is such a dark, dark subject. So um, we have so many questions, and we, we're so glad we have you for, you know, two different segments here. But can you just kind of share a little bit with, with our listeners and, and with us how you started into government, what drew you in there? Because I know mm-hmm. it's an intervening sure. arena. And so many people think, oh, it's just it's a bunch of politicians that have egos and nothing ever gets done. But we love that people like you are going, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go there because I can make a difference. So can you just kind of expand on your journey? You bet. And you know what? Thank you for the compliments. But I have to say, um, you know, I'm but one person. Nothing happens in this world and, and except that when we come together, you know, just as you've been saying, collaboration is so important. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I first started, um, it was in 1994, and I was teaching kindergarten. And um, it was an all-day kindergarten, and I remember just the heavy hearts that so many of my moms had that would come in and they were dropping off their kids and just trying to make it. And so I just got very involved in different city activities trying to, you know, affect change. And um, the councilman at that time was uh, Skip Remso, and he resigned to run for mayor, which he won that seat. And some of my friends said, hey, Peggy, you need to you need to uh, apply for that job. And I'm like, sure, okay, right. And with a little bit of their encouragement, I did. And there were there were like 70 people who applied, so there was no way that I would make the short list. Okay, you sound a little like Sarah Palin going here. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> I mean, so, like, I was a soccer mom, and then I got invited. You know, it's like I was a kindergarten oh. teacher, and then, and I love that because. So, no, that's it. Yeah. But, and, and it's important for people who are listening. God can use everybody. If he can use me, I'm telling you, he can use anybody. Mm-hmm. And, um 
So anyway, so I made the short list, one of ten people. I was the only kindergarten teacher on there, and everybody <laughs> else had these incredible resumes, and mine was like, yeah, you know, Coach T-Ball and VBS and all these different things, and I really didn't want to go forward after that. And my sweet husband, who has who rescued me uh, from what I would say the depths of hell were 30 years ago, <laughs> reminded me that um, we can't pray for God's will and not walk through that door when mm. he opens it. So I did, and lo and behold, I was appointed, then had four elections later, and um, God just really blessed me. I was allowed to serve the sweetest, most lovely people in the world uh, in the city of Phoenix. And and I'll tell you, um, for people who are thinking about this, if you have a servant's heart, this it is a wonderful profession to get into um, because... You know, you just fall in love with them. And this is one of those issues that when I went out on a site with with these wonderful police officers, and I would ask the listeners, when they see these police officers, take time to thank them. Ask them to stay safe. Um, what they see, you can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. I just have so much respect for them. And anyway, I went out on a call, and... Um, because, as you said earlier, very, very involved in issues of violence against women and children. And I wasn't prepared to find, to see a dog crate where a little girl had been kept captive mm. and um, and heard the story, just a heart-wrenching story. And all I wanted to do as a mom is I wanted to just wrap her up in a blanket and take her home and tell her that everything would be okay. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't. We didn't have any resources. There wasn't anything out there. And... Um, and I just remember being face down in prayer, asking God to to just bring people, you know, God's people. As Pat, I know Pat remembers it well because I was pretty frustrated. I had just come from legis- a group of legislators trying to get it outlawed because in Phoenix uh, it isn't the way anymore, but it used to just be a $50 fine and a misdemeanor. And yeah. I thought, well, if God's people get a hold of this, things will change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. not really what happened. And, and, Oh, my goodness, I just, it was so hard. And I remember going to this meeting, have food for the hungry, and just saying, where are God's people? And I'm very, very thankful that Pat McCullough said right here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then some other folks in my life uh, called Mending the Soul Ministries. I'm not sure if you all are familiar with them. Absolutely, yes. But they are amazing. They are amazing. So with Food for the Hungry, Amending the Soul Ministries, and with folks in the government and churches, and um, and once we were able to, uh, we put a, a video together, uh, Pat and, and some other folks and myself, uh, Jamie, put together a movie called Branded that just depicted the facts, uh, the story that I just told you, showed it in as many churches as we could, as many uh, uh, universities. That, I mean, it was just this movement that a lot of young people uh, really put forward and moved. Let me tell you, God's people came just came in droves, and guess what? All the other folks who were watching wanted to be a part of a movement and saw a different, a, a different face, of, I believe, of uh, the followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, Peggy, we only have 10 seconds left, and we're so excited that we have you on for the next segment here. So we are going to continue talking about collaboration and what you're doing here in Arizona, Peggy. Thank Stay you. Soon.
This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Get ready for the Not So Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Togginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not So Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. Everybody in the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The week Deals aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show, on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, there is a quote that we love that says, All that is necessary for the triumphs of evil is for good men and women to do absolutely nothing. And we yeah. see that happening so much. And we are today talking about collaborating with a cause. We are back with Peggy Bilstein, who is an amazing woman and a new girlfriend of ours, and, mm-hmm. and, and for you out there, who has really taken this this seriously and collaborated with so many individuals and rallied people together and using her influence in government as she's been a vice mayor and she's served several terms and she's really been an advocate for especially in the sex trafficking industry so Peggy thank you again for just being with us and and welcome back as we continue talking about all this whole collaboration and what that looks like and it's just so great to hear your journey and how you just said I was you know the kindergarten teacher Mm -hmm. and um, you know and, and how God has just used you so profoundly in so many ways. And, Peggy, I have to say, coming from your um, elementary education, it probably was the same. <laughs> you could use the garden skills. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is those, my, my uh, brothers and sisters on the council just would not accept timeouts. There were times that timeouts are just 
really powerful sometimes. You just need to take a step back and think about what you're going to say before you say it, and we don't always see that in politics. <laughs> okay, that is so funny. You know, I I also went into elementary um, after I, I actually graduated here from Grand Canyon, um, and within my first year of teaching, I fell asleep during story time, and I realized <laughs> this probably isn't like right. I don't know how well that'll go over with the parents. That I love the it. Teachers falling asleep in class. I love it. Yeah, so I went on. I went on to adult training rather than um, the little ones, but I, I do appreciate it. And, Peggy, we want to. We we realized that you recently received the first U.S. Attorney's mm-hmm. Annual Award for the Prevention of Violence Against Women. That is that is remarkable, and we wanted to say congratulations on that. But can you, you explain? Just, you know, your role and all of that and just being yeah. a place. You know what, it's actually so small. And, and um, I mean, I'm, I'm very blessed that I receive these awards, but, oh, my goodness, there's just so many people that, that these awards are about, uh, you know, whether it's a family advocacy center or it's Streetlight or it's, it's programs helping moms get back on their feet. It isn't anything that any one person can do alone. Mm-hmm. And so I just really want to encourage your listeners because, you know, when you get this, when uh, some people will say that God, when God speaks to them, they have peace. That isn't the way with me. Mm-hmm. When God speaks to me, I usually have an upset stomach. I'm, <laughs> I'm fighting it a little bit like, no, God, send somebody who's so much more appropriate, you know. And um, what I would say is, you know, if you will step out in faith, you, it, it's unbelievable what happens. And we talked a little bit about mending the soul. And um, and as I tried to find, you know, I really believe that in, in uh, government, that if the people of God would come around and, and just get more involved instead of standing by the sidelines criticizing, that we could we could really affect change. And um, and just to be totally transparent with your listeners, you know, one of the reasons that I was so drawn to these issues is I am a survivor of childhood abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, as a very, very young child, I was um, uh, raped and just, had some horrific things happen in the church and made some made a very big mistake and shared that with my father at the age of six and um, that he thought that gave him the license to do the same thing mm. oh and um okay so, I, ha- I have to back up there so you were six years old and you shared with your father some things that somebody had done to you yeah i told him what was happening with my sunday school teacher what he was doing and um and you know think about it so many times they'll say well why didn't that person share why didn't that person tell what happened it's not always safe yeah you know and and of course i had no idea of the horror that would happen then for the next six years but um i was you know brutally uh, there wasn't any cavity in my body that he didn't you know, just take advantage of, as well as the physical um, beatings. But the thing that really hurt me the most was the spiritual abuse. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think it's so important that we touch on that a little bit, because as these things were going on, um, after my father would do what he did, there I would have to kneel down in my next to the bed with him to confess the sins that I caused him to do. Uh. And so I had a very skewed... You know, they're, they're, oh, it's just so scary. And so I, I share this 
and and it's a hard thing to share, but I mm-hmm. share this just to say, if God can use me, he can use any one of your listeners who are out there. So he takes this broken woman, and thank God I could play basketball, and I got a college scholarship, and I went 2,200 miles away from home, mm-hmm. little college in Iowa, and I met the man of my dreams, and let me tell you, we've been married, it's going on 30 years, and he has never, ever touched me, nor would he ever hit me. And um, before, when he asked me to marry him, I just said, you know, when we have children, you have to promise me you can never, we can never hit them, ever, ever, ever. Spanking, can't do any of that. Shared my abuse, but never the sexual abuse. And, um, and so God blessed me with this incredible life with two precious children who are now 28 and 26 who are married and have children who, who are lovers of, of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and have never known abuse. Mm-hmm. And what I'm so thankful for is how that generational curse was broken and it never would have happened without mending the soul. And wow. so if any of your listeners are out there and they've gone through anything like this and they're struggling, I would ask them to go to mendingthesoul.org. And when I saw that little girl in the dog crate, Mm-hmm. The first person I called was Celeste Tracy, who is the founder of Mending the Soul. She came down to the site as we sat under the curb, under the streetlight, and just wept. Mm-hmm. And I asked her to create a curriculum, um, a healing curriculum like they had, because uh, you can get Steve Tracy's book, Mending the Soul, that talks about all five types of abuse. And also what I love in the book is he makes it very, very clear that God hates abuse, mm-hmm. hates it. That you know that we are beautifully and wonderfully made, and it's better for somebody to have a stone around their neck and be thrown in the bottom of the ocean than to hurt one of his children. Mm-hmm. And if you're a survivor, you need to hear that. And so my sweet friend Celeste Tracy, along with her husband, um, created. They did research for a year and included Streetlight and worked with Streetlight to do this and did all kinds of research on what was going on in Phoenix, created a curriculum. And this curriculum is called um, Princess Lost, the Story of Our Daughters. Now, if you've had an opportunity to be with any of these girls who have been so beaten and so bruised and they're told they're worthless, to look at them and to say that they are the child of a king, that they are a princess. And so this curriculum that Celesta wrote um, came from survivors. Every bit of it came from survivors. So if you want to know more about it, please go to mendingthesoul.org. We actually have a concert coming up um, on May 20th at Bethany Bible Church, and you will be able to see the curriculum. We have it storyboarded. We have uh, inner city artists who also did their own healing and wrote songs, uh, collaborated once again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about, so Celeste writes this, but mm-hmm. then she has, for people, for instance, for Streetlight, if they want to get involved in Streetlight, they have to go through the Mending the Soul training. That is over 70 hours. Mm. that they commit themselves because we believe that everybody who comes in contact with that child needs to be healthy themselves, yes. needs to experience healing. Mm-hmm. And um, it just amazes me when I go to these trainings and I see all these wonderful, wonderful people, men and women, who come together to say they want to be a part of a solution. And what I can tell you today is I know that together 
we can eradicate this horrific, horrific mm-hmm. crime against our children and women. Well, I just love, Peggy, that um, you are a great cheerleader for Mending the Soul, and I know we're even uh, encouraging our team through Girlfriend It to go through this program. And I just have to say on a side note, Celestia and I grew up together, and her mom, <laughs> as, um, my babysitter, our moms were best friends. No. So we went to the same church, and our parents basically started the church. And oh, wow. So it's funny. She was my older sister's. Um, I had to put that in there for Celeste that she was older than me, of course. <laughs> and uh, she hung out with them, and I hung out with her little sister. Her little tiny baby sister was age. So. Well, you know what's so fun about the Mending the Soul groups um, is because it's typically with three other women. So you have a facilitator and three other women. And let me tell you something. When you go through, for instance, I shared that story with you, but the first time I shared it in a group and you share it with a, these women, they're your friends for life. Yes. You know, you can call them for anything that's going on and mm-hmm. so it's just it, it's just a wonderful model for exactly what you all are talking about and well, i believe in it it's like you said you know when we bring the darkness to light uh, you bet it bonds you and you're releasing all you of bet. that um lisa and i just met a gentleman a couple weeks ago that said he'd gone through i don't know 12 years of therapy mm-hmm. and he went through mending the soul it, it, it just changed his life so there's something there that because it's just so anointed. Yeah. Um, well, and the, and the fun thing is talking again about collaboration. When um, I was a councilman for the city of Phoenix, and I saw how amazing it is, we have two faith-based relationships with the city of Phoenix. One is food for the hungry, and the other is mending the soul. Mending the soul does training for our family, uh, for people in the family advocacy center. They do training for. Um, uh, people who are working with our young people with parks and recreation. Uh, It's just so cool to see the barriers that have been broken. So the neat thing is, is go for the impossible because nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. And I am living proof because I'm telling you all, I shouldn't be here today. Mm. Statistics tell you I should not be here today. I shouldn't be so blessed to be allowed to serve the city of Phoenix for 14 years. Mm. Just love these wonderful, sweet people and, and, and be a part of something that is so much bigger than any one person. But I believe in miracles. I've seen God part the Red Sea, and I think we have to start coming back to knowing that he can do it, and he does it every day. Absolutely. And Peggy, we are so, uh, it was such an honor to have you on the show today. And I love that because we, we are, we are, are um, serving the God of the universe. We need to yeah. believe in miracles and stay tuned. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Parents, if you feel overlooked, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents' Plate is here to help you. The Parents' Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents' Plate does. The Parents' Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues from teething to teen driving. 
Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests. On Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories. And show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back. We've been talking about collaboration, and we've talked with Pat McCullough, the president of Streetlight, as well as Peggy Bilstein. And she was the former vice mayor and has done just significant things here uh, in Arizona. And we're just being real and transparent here, just sharing um, part of our past and moving forward, how God uses those experiences and how we need each other. Well, we always like to say, don't be a lone rangerette. And I think so many times in women, we live kind of isolated um, from others, and we don't engage in relationships and that collaboration because we've been wounded in the past from collaborating or, or getting involved with other people. And like Pat said earlier, relationships are messy and conflict is inevitable in the tension, but it's learning how to manage that tension, those tension points to come out better because we really do need each other. We really do need each other. And I know this weekend we are speaking at the Arizona State Women's Retreat um, up in Flagstaff, which I hear there's snow up there, so it's going to be a little, really? bit, a little bit chilly. But as we are preparing for this, because the theme is I've got your back, and we want to really um, help women, guide them, and, and teach them how do we have each other's back. Because like you said, Lise, um, so many times women are lonely and, and they feel isolated, and they don't even know really how to have each other's back, which is funny because you you were talking yesterday about just how do we really share those wounds of, you know, women that have hurt us. And for, I don't know what hit my brain, obviously it wasn't thinking, but you I gave me that glazed look. I did because I said, I don't think I've ever been wounded by another woman before. <laughs> and then you just stood there and stared at me for about 30 seconds. And I'm like, okay, here it's coming. And you started listing just in the past decade of all the, the women that have done things <laughs> to us. And it was like, 
Oh, yeah, perhaps I have been wounded. Well, but I love that about you because you do have that Pollyanna lens on life. And you know what? And we do forget. And, and we even, which is a good thing. Which is forget. really a good thing. You forget. But you know what? If you're going to do anything significant in life, I truly believe you're going to have conflict and you're going to get, um, you're going to get beat up along the way. Yes. And I think every woman gets beat up by another woman at some point in life. And I'm not saying that as a as a Debbie Downer. I'm just saying <laughs> that is reality when you're really you're hanging it out there and you're yeah. doing things because you are a target. It's like you have this target on your back. And I remember one time you you kept um, when we were we were really a, a big target at one point, and I don't know really why. And you kept saying you're looking at the good side, and I finally said, you know what? I am so tired of getting you know hit. And can we just move past this? And it's like, it is how we look at life and being able to accept those things. But but it doesn't stop us from moving forward and to engaging with people because we have found so much that we don't have all the answers. Yeah. And Well, I know in, in that one story that you're talking about, you're right. I kept giving them the benefit of the doubt, and you keep looking at it or trying to look at it from their lens. They did this because X, Y, Z. Or they responded this way because A, B, C. They reacted because, and finally, you know your alphabet like, really well. I do know my alphabet. And finally, you looked at me and you were like, "Or we're just a major target, and we're be- we're being bombed here." <laughs> and sometimes you do have to go, "Okay, yeah, you know, we're being bombed. What what are we going to do?" And you have to know how to deal with that that conflict. I know at one point, um, just just recently. Um, I was up speaking, and, and the gentleman that I was speaking with, the other MC, he wanted to do this little skit. And a girlfriend came up to me after the weekend, and she said, was that, was that little thing you did your idea? And I thought she was saying it because she liked it. And I said, no, you know, like, I can't take the credit for it. That was so-and-so's idea. And she goes, oh, good, because it was really stupid. <laughs> You know, women, they just, they'll put it out there, which I, at one point, I like that when people are up front, because I yeah. look at it as, that's constructive criticism to go, okay, note to self, do not do that again. But sometimes women are just, they can be mean. Well, you know, and you reminded me, because just this, the other day, I was having coffee with a girlfriend who's on this management team for a major corporation that we all know, and there was like 20 of them in the room, and only two females. And the boss, who was a female from another state, was there, and she was sitting around the table, and she was, I'm so excited to introduce somebody to you guys, um, this gal that you've been working with that you've never met. And it was her assistant who constantly had been emailing these people and keeping them updated. So they've seen her through emails but never met her. So this gal started going around the room, the assistant, to just introduce herself and to, to add a personal touch to the relationship. You know, they, So my friend was saying she went around the room, and she said she was, you know, saying things to people and making it memorable and personal, and she got to my friend, and she said, oh, it is so nice to meet you. I was expecting you to be a blonde bombshell. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. And she went on to the next person. Now, my friend, as you know her, she's darling. She is a blonde bombshell. She's darling. (laughs) But she said she sat there and went, oh, I'm dog meat. I'm dog meat. (laughs) And I said, Oh, my goodness. I said, well, what did other people do? She goes, immediately, people started texting me under the table to my phone going, I can't believe she said that. (laughs) You know, you are a a blonde bombshell. I can't believe that. And so she goes, you know what? I realize that women are really can be vicious to other women and to say things. But I think so many times we say things without thinking. Right. And it just rolls off our tongue, which is one thing. It's like, okay, let's, let's learn to pause before we say things. Yeah. And realize what's 
about ready to come out of our mouth. Well, and then you have to look at that, especially that scenario, because this is going to be her, her boss or someone she reports to, that then you have to go, what do I do with this information? Because I can either keep it, hang on to it, and become bitter about this other woman, or I can address it. And it's all... Or, and laugh about it. And laugh about it, yes. And so it's all how, what, once again, that tension is there. So now what am I going to do with that tension? And I think going back and saying to her, I'm sure you didn't mean... It's, it's, you know, we always say, you can say anything you want. It's all in how you say it. It's exactly. your approach. So then she needs to go back and say, I... I was a little put put off by that. I'm not saying I'm a blonde bombshell by any means, but um, I just want to make sure we can laugh about this because I don't know if you felt uncomfortable with that comment. or. But I have a tendency to always want to address every issue, and you've really helped me with that, that some issues don't need to be addressed. Just because you see conflict doesn't mean – sometimes you just have to let it go. Yeah. You just have to let it go. You don't always have to – I always want to bring it to their attention. <laughs> In a loving sort of way, and then you feel better, but they're left going, what was that? I didn't even realize we had an issue. But, you know, this is all a part of collaboration because these are things that can destroy the collaborating process. Yeah. Because when you, when you collaborate, you're bringing so many different, um, even DNAs of organizations together to collaborate. And you have, like, like in the case we've been talking about this morning with, like, the sex trafficking, eradicating that, you have the faith-based community and you have the government. Well, Two completely DNAs. Yes. So how do you learn how to merge and really to complete each other and go, this is what I bring to the table, this is what you'd bring to the table, and like Pat said, manage that tension so that the outcome is something so positive and significant for the cause. Yes, because the more you help others succeed, you will be successful. So if you're just sitting there, you know, festering in what was said or something that they did that you didn't necessarily appreciate – then you're not helping them become successful. Well, and I think so many times, even in the collaboration process, um, that that we have to realize that if, if you're going to have some setbacks and some obstacles, but that doesn't mean that you quit. And that's what, like, even Pat was saying. And we've seen that even in some, you know, projects that we've done together, that we have brought different people together, because we really do complete each other. We need to hear other voices. Because, and so many times, the collaboration process, that's where creativity really emerges. Oh, yeah, because none of us is as smart as all of us, you know, that, that saying yeah. there. Because although I'm so smart, and I know you really, you know, you have a hard time keeping up with my intelligence, <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit smarter with you. We always say our two brains, you know, will complete us. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Gives us half of a brain. But you really do need each other. And I, Seth Godin was talking about that where when you come to the table and you're brainstorming together, don't come in with just what I have is the best idea because then you're going to come in with a very closed-minded perspective rather than everybody is going to bring something to the table that's going to create this team to be highly successful. Well, and really innovation is what drives our economy right now. And, and if you, but to get to that innovation part and to really come up with some innovative solutions, it really does take a lot of different brains and personalities, even the personalities. The difference is the personalities sitting around the table can have a huge impact and effect. Because, I, you know, as much as I love being with you, I don't want a room full of you and me. I know, I'm but sorry to say we, that <laughs> we sure we would have a lot. <laughs> we would have a lot of fun, but sometimes we wouldn't get certain things done. Yeah, so we, we need other people that really do complete us. I go, okay, those you details. guys, you guys are flying at thirty thousand feet. Let's 
here's some, some tangible ways. And that's why we just so appreciate our team, which is a huge collaboration. We have editors and writers and, and gals that are doing the newsletter and, guys, and gals that are blogging, even the radio show. And so we need this team to complete us to really for the cause of Girlfriend It, you know, and really helping rally others to do the remarkable. And it does take a collaborative effort. Yes, and I, and I think one of the neatest things about our team is that we really appreciate, like you said, each other's giftedness when you bring it to the table. And when women get to that point where you can appreciate each, each other with, for what they bring to the table, you quit competing and you start completing each other. And you start recognizing that, um, wow, I might not have your giftedness, but I'm going to really focus on my strengths. And that, and God will use that, as Peggy was saying, it, it might be a miracle, but the more that you focus on your strengths, he, he's going to multiply those gifts. But once we're, when we're always competing against each other, then you, you get so much, you get caught up in that comparison game. Of oh, why don't, totally. Why don't I have that? And totally. how come I can't be that way? And um, you, you, you almost become paralyzed because you start listening to the enemy rather than focusing on the truth. That we're all, and, and once again, like Peggy said, you know, we're daughters of the king. Mm-hmm. So we have these fabulous things to offer. We just need to focus on that. Well, and, and to, to collaborate and really create that teamwork is like there's a few things. We need to leave egos at the door. We need to not worry about who gets the credit and whose idea it was, but really focus on the cause. What is our goal? What are we trying to come together to help eradicate, to help solve, and see that together we truly are better. And we need to really embrace the collaboration process on so many different levels and and to go into those danger zones of effective communication and really embrace that. And we have just appreciated our guests today and just what they're doing because they have truly embodied the collaboration process at its best and come up with some innovative solutions to a horrific darkness and crime of eradicating child sex slavery. So we appreciate you tuning in today and listening to our show and join us on our website for more tips, tricks, and information. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show 